Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome to our first telephone conference in 2016. I'm so excited. I'm glad we did it. And we are praying for many hundreds, thousands of spiritual breakthroughs, breaking strongholds, husbands and wives and children accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, getting deliverance from pornography and sexual immorality, alcohol, drugs, gambling, which can all addict anybody to a life that can get ruined very quickly, as many of us and most of us can personally say we know about and so we're thrilled about it. We are, I've just been so convicted by the Lord to emphasize prayer and fasting this year. And uh, you know, if, you go, if you've been with us for a while, it's been sort of what God has been speaking to me since last October. And uh, it has been, he hasn't stopped with me personally. And um, he's just saying that if we want miracles, if we want breakthroughs, we have to do more than normal. And I think that's my, I'm just having a, a time as if you were in my living room and you knocked on the door and saying you're in a desperate situation. Your spouse has come home and you found out your spouse is having an affair. You're, you've, you just called up and said, I just found out my husband is leaving. He's having an affair. You've just got a call, and a husband just found out his wife is planning to leave. You just found out your son um, is getting a divorce and you have been praying for their marriage to be healthy and strong ever since the marriage problems you've had. We can have any type of crisis of marriage problems. You can cover it, color it in many different ways to the point that there are many of you that are even praying for your mother and father's marriages to be restored. And I'm telling you, a divorce or separation or sexual immorality or whatever it is, is no respecter of persons. It, it, it attacks all of us in every situation. Just like health issues attack our family and friends and loved ones, so is Satan attacking us in, in divorce and with all the the world's way, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the, the world that we have, the temptations of the world that is right there with us. So we're praying that tonight, I'm just going to talk to you if you were in my living room, and I'm going to say, okay, how serious of a standard can you really be? What is your life, your prayer life like? What is your fasting life like? 
And if I, you had asked me that when Bob was gone and I was the one that divorced him due to his sexual immorality and I thought I went to the pastors, went to the counselors, and we have so many new people recently in the last several months. And I'm just going to say a little bit about me because you may not even know the whole story, but we had marriage problems up and down in our marriage. It didn't matter that that we were having marriage problems. We didn't know how and who the enemy was causing all the marriage problems, my lack of knowledge. And that's what I want to teach you. I want, And that's what our daily devotionals are about. That's why we have the Word of God in there. That's why we emphasize the Bible reading and, and praying. And, and that is because there's power in prayer and fasting. And I found out personally after my divorce and when two months later I went to my normal church and they had somebody there with a restored marriage in the morning service and the evening service, and God opened my eyes to who the enemy was in attacking our marriage. And that is what I want you to know, that it's not flesh and blood in Ephesians 6, but it is the rulers, it's the principalities, it's the powers of this darkness, it's the enemy coming against you and all of us as God, you know, the, the Lord defeated the enemy on the cross, but we have to walk in victory. And we, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, and that's your spouse, but against the rulers, authorities, the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So I'm just going to open up with prayer first before I do anything else, because I could start teaching on and on. But we are really excited that regardless of what your spouse's problem is, do not be angry at them, but be angry at the enemy. And we're going to open up, and we're just blessed that you're joining us and tell everybody else to please call in on the numbers that you have and and get connected and hear this now. And uh, it's being recorded, but we'd like you to get everybody in now and, and hear it live and get touched immediately with us all uh, learning and praying together tonight. Lord, we ask you to bless this telephone conference with your presence, with the Holy Spirit. And may all the listeners now and then in the future that are coming in every minute with expectant hearts to surrender their heart and their life. And may you cleanse all of us, cleanse all of our minds, all of our hearts and lives to surrendering to you to your will, to your way in our life, in our marriages, in every area of our lives. Oh, Lord, we have some things hidden in an attic part of our life, and we say we don't want to be touched. We don't want you to touch that, Lord. But, Lord, I'm asking you that we open up our entire lives and cry out at the beginning of a new year, after the month of love, that we're saying, Lord, Whatever it takes, change me, mold me, make me to be the woman or man of God that I need to be. Make me to be the husband and the wife I need to be. Make me to be the son or the daughter that I need to be. Make me to be the mother and father I need to be. 
Father, I pray you will heal all the wounded, hurting, desperate husbands and wives that are calling in tonight. And I ask that you will heal their wounded heart tonight. Holy Spirit, you're going to be here and you can touch and you can change hearts and lives this very night. And we're just going to give you excuse me, the praise and the glory of what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're excited to have everybody here tonight, and we're asking that you will start praying for us now for this whole time that we're on because we're going to have special people here praying tonight. But we want you to pray for us because we want to start teaching you that you need to be praying for everybody at all times. I'm going to talk about that tonight. Pray without ceasing. Ask the Lord right now to cleanse you from any and all impurities. And ask the Lord to open your ears right now. And I'll pray another prayer. Open, Lord, open every standard, heart and heart. Dig it up right now, tonight by all the people, the the bitterness, the anger, the unforgiveness that is going on due to many people, and you think you have a righteous right to be mad at them or angry or what they've done to you. But, Lord, you said we're to forgive everybody 490 times. And so, Lord, I just pray that nothing is too hard for you to do, and you can touch this standard, and you take and remove that anger, that bitterness, that strife, that hatred, that envy, that rage, that jealousy of the other person. And, and, Lord, we just ask that we will not do anything foolish with any of these things, but, Lord, we just ask that you will increase our hunger and thirst for the Word of God and will increase our personal relationship with Jesus Christ through prayer and fasting. And, Lord, I pray that you will, as we read the Word and as we talk tonight, that you will... Um, open these standard spiritual eyes and ears and heart to receive and accept and put into action all that you are going to tell them to do. What habits do we have that you need to break? And what changes do we need to have in our character or personality? Lord, I know that there there's many standards I know personally, and we talk about it. Lord, are you are you, will you... Please show us tonight what you want to do in our own hearts and lives, in creating our heart, like in Psalm 51, to have a pure heart. And that's my prayer. I I could pray all evening tonight because I don't think there is anything more powerful than to seek your face and to seek you and you minister to these people that are listening tonight. There is nothing more important. And I just pray that they will realize that we're two or three are gathered together, that it is done. And we are just thrilled that what we're going to emphasize tonight is the praying and the fasting. Where are you in that? And be honest with yourself. And, Lord, we just ask that you would just do Holy Spirit conviction and Holy Spirit um, with a double-edged sword uh, open and reveal to them what they need to know. That word of God is so powerful, and we just ask that the Lord corrects me all the time. So I ask him tonight he'll correct you as he does me all the time. And may we be willing to submit to his will and way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love popcorn prayers, and I love praying. 
and I think there's more power in prayer than there is in me talking, so I'm just going to, we're going to just maybe pop in and there with praying. This telephone conference is going to be different because before I usually have visitors and we talk and we share about restored marriages or standards, how they stand and all of that, we're not going to do that. I'm going to do a shorter, uh, short teaching uh, about prayer and fasting, and then uh, we're going to pray and really pray for you and uh, make it work. So we're excited about that. And I know that you may be here and you may be the one that may have caused the marriage problems and you have that guilt and shame and and feel not worthy yet and your spouse tells you you're not worthy and they don't want to have anything to do with you. And I'm saying to you, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. And I'm saying to the ones that husbands and wives were in a battle talking about anything. They were arguing and fighting and and just not having that love, not speaking the love languages maybe to each other and and not zipping the lips, which is my favorite, of uh, saying, you know, just read Proverbs or just read James chapter 3. And if you haven't done that recently, I hope you get your Bible out. I hope you have pen and you have paper because you need to be writing because we need to get serious about the Lord um, touching us, and we speak, act, react, and do things we would never have done in the past as we grow and mature in the Lord. The Lord wants us to be more like Him, and we can't do that unless we say, Lord, help me, and then change me. I was broken. I was bad. But you know what? Now it's different. And that's what happened to me. I went to that altar that night after they spoke and told me that she fasted and prayed for five years. I never heard the word fasting. I don't even think in my church. But um, that's all right because God had him speak it that day and that night. And she said she would even put put herself on the ground and pray. And I know there's many of you have written and said that you just get desperate and you bow down, you lay flat crying out because you see no sign of what God is doing on the other side of that mountain. And I'm telling you, you don't have to see it. You have to trust God. And that's one of the bigger problems that we have. We have to walk in faith in God. And we have to really believe that he can do anything. So sometimes, and it seems like what I'm saying to you in the devotionals, and I'm trying to say it to you in person, is sometimes we have to take control and believe and say, I'm selling out like I did. And like I know many men are starting to write devotionals on Standing Firm. And they're saying it. God has spoken to me. We've had it the, just recently. I made a vow, and I'm going to wait until my, hus- my wife comes home, no matter what. I made the vow, and I'm going to stick to it. And we have got to make that commitment. Are you ready to make that commitment tonight? Are you ready to pray and fast and, and join God's army and say, I've got to use his spiritual weapons, and I have got to fight the fight, and I cannot be passive and be quiet 
you can be quiet in your house and you can be quiet with your spouse because they're not speaking to you anyway, but you have got to be screaming and hollering and praying and put on praise music and need to sing the songs you love and have them in your car and praise the Lord and worship Him and develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, stronger than ever before, so much so that you want to get with him every day and pray. How important prayer is. We cannot, I cannot emphasize that to you, and that's what I'm asking you right now. What is your prayer life like? What would you grade it to be? We need to make time, and I'm not going to tell you to get up and do it first thing in the morning. I, am, I will be satisfied if God tells you. He can tell you whatever he wants to tonight, but you can do it in the morning. You can do it in the car on the way to work. You can do it at lunchtime and go in the car. You can do it in the afternoon and evening. And, in fact, I would suggest all of those because in the, in the Bible it says, and I'm going to go to it right now, It says First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five sixteen to eighteen. Be joyful always. Are you? Pray continually. Are you? And give thanks in all circumstances. Are you? For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That is the scripture. The Lord, the Lord gave um, one of my pastors, which I said I was desperate in my marriage problems. And they gracefully gave me one scripture only. Nothing about the marriage, but about be joyful, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. He says, if you will seek the Lord, he will speak to you. But here's what the condition you need to be in. And I wasn't in it. Believe me. Where are you in that? And that's my prayer for you. Elmer Towns, which you've heard me talk about, has written the Bible that I suggest you to get economically on your phone, and it's called the Prayer Bible. And it has prayers throughout every chapter, most every chapter of the Bible. And then there is principles of prayer in the back, over 500 of them, and it gives all different types of things for why, of how to pray. Five hundred of them. And so I'm not going to teach on prayer with that. But there's light praying and there's uh, listening to Jesus. There's loud praying. There's uh, medical answer prayers. There's, and all of this is in there with scripture of a verse of him saying something and then scripture verses to look up. If you want to uh, get into a heavy-duty study on prayer, this is a Bible you can get and as an e-book, I believe it is, or a book, you, a book that you buy on the, on the phone, and it's $9.99, I believe. But Elmer Town said, we need to learn to continually talk with God. And if it's just a few sentences at a time, we learn that God can be intimate and personal through this constant communication, constant communication, continual Prayer, the relationship and intimacy between us and our Heavenly Father grows. Now, Elmer Towns and pastors all around the world talk about prayer. But, you know, 
what we want to do is we want to um, say, what did the Lord say? What did the Lord say? And there's power in prayer and fasting, but the model prayer that when the disciples asked the Lord how to pray, turn your Bible to Matthew 6 and verses 9 to 13. There's what Jesus said to the disciples of how to pray. So may I suggest at least once a day, may you pray what the Lord asked the disciples to pray. But first, and and somewhere in the line of this, I pray it many times a day I, because it's it just makes me, when I have no other things to say, pray the Lord's Prayer because it covers it all. But when you pray, it says in verse 5, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, and they have their reward, but you, when you pray, go into your room Could it be your war room that you saw the movie? And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Remember that word, reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do. For they think they will hear for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. Wow. Do you realize what that means? He knows your heart's desires. He knows what you're going through. He knows everything that's going on in your husband's life, your children's life, your wife's life. He knows it all. He knows everything. And we've got to remember that. He's not, he's not forsaken us. But we may have forsaken him, not talking to him. So it says in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Your will be done. Not our will, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, Lord, I pray the ones that need jobs and need their help with their finances tonight, that you will give them their daily bread. And forgive us all of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not, and do not lead us into temptation. Keep us from the evil one. But it says, but deliver us from the evil one. Oh, if we memorize this. Oh, if we would pray this five times a day. Deliver my husband, my wife, my children, myself from the evil one. Do not lead any of us into temptation. What could we avoid? For yours is the kingdom, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. I know you know that, but do you pray it? And may I suggest try it. Try it for 30 days and see what God can do in speaking to you about it. Verse 14, I'm leaving in because it's very important. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But, and there's that, but God says, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And you know, in our, on our website, there are 18 hindrances 
that I taught about a while ago. And it says there is so many of them, like doubting and, and unforgiveness and so many other things. And I want you to understand that that is imperative. If Where are we? with our walk with the Lord. And that's what I keep asking you. And why I'm saying that is go into under-resources, prayer and fasting, take your cursor to the right, and you'll find the armor of God that we need to put on. You could print that out, but also prayers you can print out, personalized scriptures that you can put your spouse's name in them and your name and pray them uh, one page a day because God's word will not return void. But there is 18 hindrances, and I believe you've got one or two of them because I know I do when we get fear or lack of faith and we let the enemy give us and to touch our mind and give us and take and give us and believe the lies of the enemy. That's what he does. He speaks lies to us, and we do not discern them, and we believe the lies instead of God's truth. And if we don't read the word, it gets worse and worse, and then we start to believe the negative and and listen to our family members and loved ones that says they're never coming home. That's a lie from the enemy. Because what has the Lord spoken to us? What promises have he given you? What what um, rhema words has he given you? What um, visions or dreams have you had? How many covenant trucks have you seen by accident or when you prayed and it happened? Now, that's just some ways were the new standard that it happens to give them hope and encouragement to say, yes, I'm talking to you to stand for your marriage. So we want you to know that prayer is important, but we also want you to know and that we want you to be the, um, put on that armor of God. We want you to put the blood of Jesus, the hedge of protection that talks about it in Job, and he lifted it up. We want you to put on the hedge of protection, and we want you to say, Lord, uh, give me warrior angels with all my family members, your guardian angels, um, around our our children. And if you read about that in the Bible that he says in Psalm 91, that there are angels with us. And that's a good prayer to pray at nighttime if you're battling fear and unbelief and different things. Psalm 91 is an awesome scripture to memorize. But what I want you to do is to get to the point that you will say, how much time will I spend with the Lord? You're going to find out that once you start reading the word and start praying, you will end up having a half hour speed away, and then you may get an hour because you will start to have so much relationship and praying for so many different things and reading the Word and praying the Word that time is going to fly away so quickly. And the older and more mature you get, it's going to be easier. And all of a sudden, you're going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to know that He knows He's right there with you, and He's speaking to you. And get a journal and journal what scriptures he gives you or he takes you to or the Bible opens up to a question you've been asking and there's the answer all of a sudden right there. The, the, Jesus told his disciples in Luke 18.1, he said to show that he told them a parable about the widow woman and the unjust judge. 
But I'm only going to tell you about verse 1. He told the uh, disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And whenever the enemy starts giving you doubt and fear and unbelief and the world's people are telling you to give up, move on with your life, you're too young, you're too beautiful, you're too handsome, you, you, what are you going to destroy your life and waiting? We've got to realize that that's the devil's lies. It says in Colossians 4, 2, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And have we thanked the Lord? Did we thank the Lord for the food we had tonight? Did you take the time to thank him for when you woke up this morning, you're alive? We need to, because you and I have no guarantees of life, as you can see as you watch the news. Anything can happen. We can go out in our car and have a car accident. I don't want you to live in fear, but I want you to praise the Lord and be thankful and want to spend time with the Lord and want to read the Word of God and hunger and thirst for His righteousness. If you're a brand new Christian, um, it may take a while to get used to it, but may I encourage you, first, start reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, especially now, this this special time of the year when we're, have, we're into the Lent season, we're into the weeks before Easter, this is a perfect time to read the, the four Gospels. And if you're new and you haven't read them all completely, this is an awesome time to start. And say, you know, start with um, John and then go back to Matthew. Matthew talked, was talking to the Jewish people and Luke and, and Mark. But when you start reading, have a journal and mark down the special scriptures that just seem so perfect to you. And you're going to read about marriage. And you're going to hear what was said. So we want you to know that, that it's important. Well, we need to get into fasting. So I'm going to go into Isaiah 58 because there's no better place than Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 says very clearly, and I'm just going to start with verse 5 because the limitation of time. But Isaiah 58 says, Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself. Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed or for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast? A day acceptable to the Lord? Is this not, is this the kind of fasting I've chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. And he is wanting to do that for us. But if we go back and read this whole chapter, he said that for day after day they seek me, but they seem eager to know my ways, verse 2, as if they were a nation that does what is right but, and has not forsaken the commands of its God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near them. And it says, Yet on the day of your fasting, verse 3, halfway down, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fist. 
You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. So when we fast, we're not to tell everybody we're fasting. We're not to not wear makeup or not get dressed up and looking good. We're not to make a big thing about it. We're to just do it as unto the Lord. And we're asking him to break the chains of injustice, break the chains of bondage for our spouses who are in, in, uh, in addictions, to break that sexual immorality, to break that stronghold in our husbands' and wives' hearts and minds or in our own. You know, in breaking strongholds is very important, and I want to mention this tonight also because I want you to understand you have authority as when you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and you have authority. Um, read. When you start reading the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will see he commissions us to go into all the world and share the gospel. And we're to go and to be a lighthouse wherever we go. And that's, we need to notify our heart and our life that our spouses have left, they've been stolen, that it's like a, um, ISIS has come in and taken them captive, but we're sending America to fight it. Now, it may, may not be a perfect example, but I know my God fought my for my husband all the time, constant. He would turn on the radio and hear a Southern Gospel song about coming home or a prodigal coming home. He has written to you, and on Tuesdays I know you love his devotionals, but I cannot tell you all that the Lord did to Bob over and over. And like he said, when he was driving to the first um, place he was going to stay at a motel, God kept telling him to go home, go home. And he disobeyed. You and I do not want to disobey God when he tells us to do anything. If he tells us to go to church and see somebody alone and say, go introduce yourself and say hi, we, we, get, we don't get scared. But that may be a person that is separated or divorced, and we may have an answer for them. We've got to be obedient in the little things and the big things. I always talk about people at the grocery store. If they're short, I get put behind people that all of a sudden they need, they don't have enough money. God knows what I would do because he's taught me, but I always have that extra money, and I, and I see them needing 2 $3, and I say, I got it, and I give it to them, and they're shocked. Imagine if we go to people and we hear somebody fighting or talking uh, about being in a marriage situation that's bad. Give them a card for the marriage ministry. And you don't have to say a lot. Look at this. Let God do the rest. We've got to be a, a, a witness. We've got to be a disciple. And we've got to believe in prayer and fasting. But let me tell you, that's another reason why we're fasting is in 2 Corinthians 10. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. And the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. And never forget that our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds, to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. 
And I know if you're like I was at the beginning, I was thinking of all the time what Bob was doing with the other woman and vice versa. And you can absolutely get yourself sick and depressed and discouraged. And that is the enemy putting all those thoughts in your mind. It's not God. And you have got to do everything to take captive the strongholds in your mind. It's it's just realize that the enemy is attempting to control your mind and your self-image and giving you lies to operate in your mind. Instead, we're to say, Lord, renew my mind. Take And I'm, I'm going to think on the good things. Go to Philippians 4 immediately and memorize or, or read out loud that scripture, Philippians 4, 4 through 9 or 8. And it says that you will not be anxious about anything. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petitions, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and say, Lord, I'm being tormented with my mind. My wife has married somebody else. They've got a baby. What am I going to do? You're going to praise the Lord that he's in control and going to speak to your husband or wife and that child in the years to come. You will love and be in your house and you will be accepted. God will take care of it. If not, they may move away and you don't have to worry about it. Trust God. Trust God. (coughs) So I just want to encourage you to fast. Now, last week I gave you a very, if you haven't read the newsletter, I hope you will do it tonight or tomorrow. But I've challenged you to join me with fasting one meal a day. That's pretty much if you have never fasted so start with one meal a week or two meals a week um you know god will reveal which meal he wants you to do or ask him or maybe change it or try it but even fast different things let god show you but i know there's many people fasting already but i we want to turn up the heat on our prayer life on our, and then fasting gets the Holy Spirit to break the strongholds. And we want the Holy Spirit to break the strongholds and open our spouse's heart and life and want to go to church and go to church, get invited to church, and, and invite other people to your church services. Because who you invite, somebody may invite your spouse and family. We want to pray for salvations. That's our goal is to pray for many, many prodigals. A lot of prodigals are testing the waters, and we're, we're excited about it. So we want all of them to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ through this Easter season, and God's going to do it, but we have to do our part. We have to live more Christ-like lives and to read the Word, have a personal relationship with our, Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ, not squeeze it in or maybe skip it totally and watch TV instead or watch uh, Facebook or do Periscope. or uh, There's so many more new um, different things I don't even know about, but um, I decided I don't need to know them because I'm not going to use them. So um, my kids are on a lot of different things, uh, my little kids. But um, they play games, but you can you as an adult can even play um, a game that I can't remember the name of it. But it, I went on a trip and I one of the kids showed me how to play this game, 
and we played it for two or three hours, and I, you become addicted to it. Let's get addicted to Word of God, reading the Word of God, reading and praying for your husband and wife, and go to our website, and you can search Charlene Cares and, and print out prayer if you have any questions about it. Um, I would recommend the War Room book that was so well done, um, which is excellent by the Kendrick brothers. Fervent was done by Priscilla Shear, and um, the other one is a battle plan for prayer. There is no two better books right there. You can do many other ones, but I want you to know that they give a, a battle plan and strategy, as, as the movie talked about. But we've got to get serious about where we're at. And so for the rest of the time, we're going to pray for you. And uh, I've got guests that we're going to do, and I just want to read a couple of more quotes that E.M. Bounds said, which is a man of God that was well known to be a man of God of prayer in the 18 and 1900s. And it says, God shapes the world by prayer. Prayers are deathless. They outlive the lives of those who utter them. I love that one. Prayer is transcendent important. Prayer is the mightiest agent to advance God's work. Praying hearts and hands only can do God's work. Prayer succeeds when all else fails. And um, those two just, I thought, wow. You know, if we can believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and for to give us freedom. And he says in Galatians 1, for freedom did Christ set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not be entangled again in a yoke of bondage. Our spouses, many of them, were born-again Christians and believers. Some were not. But we know we do not want to be entangled by a bondage ourselves, and we want to be different. So we're going to have um, guests that we didn't get to introduce at the beginning due to a technical problem. But um, we want to introduce that I have a group of people that are going to pray for you tonight. And I hope you will be join us and then be excited that we pray every day for you standards in our devotion time. And I want you to know that we pray for the chapel page with the special prayer request. And we have the court page, which many of you people know about with Saturday testimonies. And we pray for that. We take praying very seriously. And I hope you will. I hope you will pray for us, and we hope we will pray for all standards, all their children, and for all the husbands and wives who are blinded and deceived. And pray for all the standards that you will increase your faith, hope, and trust in the Lord. So we're going to have, and we are blessed, um, to have a couple that has a restored marriage with us. And uh, we're, they will be uh, praying uh, for you. And I just are thrilled to have them. And they're the first guest I'm going to um, introduce. Um, and that's Luz and Fabian. Luz and Fabian have done three CDs, and if you haven't heard them all, you need to get them, or you'll hear them um, on our possibly some of some of them on our website. But Luz and Fabian are um, have been remarried five years, and they have five children, 
And if you knew all their stories of circumstances, which I can't do tonight, but um, they're a miracle. They were in, both of them were in non-covenant marriages. And, and Fabian had a child also with the other woman. And you know what? God has done miracles in their lives, just miracles upon miracles. And you've heard them, and they've been uh, transparent and we're thrilled to have Luz and Fabian tonight, who are going to pray at the beginning. And we also got Jim, who's from North Carolina, and he just wrote a devotional for Standing Firm, and we're thrilled to have Jim. We have Michelle, who's going to be praying for women's standards. And we have um, Deanne, who many of you may have spoken to recently. I uh, was supposed to be here tonight. But she is not here. Instead, she is at a hospital here with her husband that appears to have had a heart attack this weekend. So I want you to put Deanne and Vic on your prayer list for tonight. And I want you to pray for Vic to um, to be touched and healed by the Lord. And that diagnosis will be reversed. And the Lord will help him and be healed in the name of Jesus. So Deanne is not here, but please pray for them. Lori is uh, with us, and everybody knows Lori because she is on, you see her uh, with me at Bible study on our Periscope, and you hear uh, her on there, and she has four beautiful children and works with her youth group. We also have Beverly, and Beverly has been an a intercessor for us for quite a few, many years, and you talk to her also. And uh, then I'm going to close in prayer. So we have a group of variety here, and um, I'm going to ask Fabian and Luz to greet you and open up in prayer uh, for the rest of this evening. This is going to be a time of intercession for all of us and for you. And we're just thrilled and excited that we're asking you and, and praying for you, and this is my challenge for you, is to ask the Lord if your prayer life is all that it is supposed to be and ask him how much and how can you fast. And we're, there's a lot of teaching on fasting on our website, but you can Google it or you buy books. Elmer Towns has books on fasting. And... Uh, we pray that you'll be challenged and you will get closer to the Lord uh, this Easter season as we prepare for Easter than ever before and hearts and lives will be transformed because of it. Welcome, Luz and Fabian. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Charlene. Um, thank you so much for having us tonight. I'm going to start by praying. I want to ask God today to... Um, Use these moments to uh, allow my wife and I to speak to those who are out there and that our words will encourage them and that our words will touch them and that my words and my wife's words will somehow serve as a starting point for what it is difficult to be home and come home. Um, I ask the Lord to uh, guide me tonight in my words and I thank you for the opportunity, God, to be part of this ministry and to be part of hope and to be part of a restored marriage that will serve as a purpose to glorify your name and your name only. Um, Charlene was speaking tonight. You know, my wife and I, we uh, 
get up every morning and before I leave home for work, um, we pray. And we always include the ministry in our prayers. And we always include the prodigals and the standards of the world. And it hit me that I never pray for those who have already come home. For those who are home struggling with being home. Um, My story, as Charlene said earlier, it's a miracle how God changed my heart. And knowing that he's capable of changing my heart, I know that he has what it takes to change anyone's heart. Um, I abandoned five kids and my wife. And then the Lord had mercy on me and gave me my family back. And so when I came home, um, I struggled with the identity of my kids not knowing me and uh, my wife um, hoping that this time was for real. And um, through the struggles of everyday life, after those three or four months of happiness and joy and everybody being overwhelmed with having me home, uh, reality stroke. And uh, we had difficult moments. We had moments where our marriage was again threatened by my inability to accept God and my inability to put God in the middle of our marriage. And then in a miraculous way, he sent Charlene to meet me not knowing that she had been praying already for my marriage for over 10 years. And nothing was a coincidence. Nothing in God's world is a coincidence. And her prayers and her time serve as a structure for my family to stay together. And I thank you for that. And I encourage everyone out there to start by understanding that you alone cannot do it. You need help, and uh, it starts from your heart. Um, God is a matter of heart. You must surrender your heart. You must surrender yourself to his will. And at times when, you know, you want things your way, um, God wants things his way. And if you yield to that, I guarantee you that you'll find peace and you'll have what you need, which is wisdom in decisions that you make every single day. Love is not a feeling. Love is a decision that we make every day. We have to make that choice to love, to forgive, and to take our pride out of the equation. Um, My wife and I have learned to pray together, and that is what has saved our marriage. The fact that we've put God in the middle of our marriage and that we can hold hands even when we're mad at each other and we probably want to just walk away and uh, we surrender to God. And then God says, you know, be humble, love, forgive. And he reminds us that he has forgiven us for all the things that we have done. Not only did he forgive you for what you've done, he took all your sins to the cross. Every single sin you've committed, every single sin you're going to commit after today has already been paid for. You just have to accept that. And when you accept that, you start living for the Lord, and your life will be different. Then you have peace in your heart. Then you'll do the right thing. Then you'll make the right choices. Um, It's 
not easy to make the right choice. It's easier to walk away. I walked away from my family many times. It was the easy way out. It was the easiest thing to do. And the enemy was pleased every time I walked away. And when we understand that the battle is a spiritual battle, something beyond your understanding, and that only the Holy Spirit can help you understand that, uh, you'll start to win the battles. And you start to give the enemy a black eye. And you stop making mistakes. And when you do, you're quick to turn again and fix your eyes on him who died on the cross for you, who shed his blood for you, who gave his life for you and me. So no matter what you're going through today, if you're home today and you're thinking of leaving again and you're thinking that you can't do this, trust me, you want to do this. You want to do this. The rewards of being home and staying home and doing the right thing are far beyond your understanding. I praise the Lord for what he's done in my marriage. We still fight. We still have our moments of disagreement, but all of that has to be surrendered before the Lord. Give God your heart. Pray from your heart. Pray every single morning to give yourself first. Accept that God has forgiven you, and then forgive your wife. And may God bless you all. Amen. Um, I think my wife now is going to take the minute I left for her. I'm sorry. Hi, Charlene. Hi, Luz. We're thrilled to have you guys. Thank you. Um, On that note, I just wanted to greet all the uh, standards and Rejoice Marriage Ministries, and thank you for having us. Um, You are always in our prayer. We always think of you and pray for all the standards, prodigals. Um, That's something that it's it's, it's always a part of our prayer. Um, And today I want to, um, well, God showed me today, um, talk to me specifically, and I just wanted to share it with you, which was, comes out of the book of Romans 4.20. It talks about the promise. Um, and that's something that God always reminds me of, as Faden said, um, because he's home, um, it's the happily ever after. That, that really, we're very happy and we'll always give God the glory, but every day is we are a work in progress. Every day we are reminded that it's only by the grace of God. Um, and sometimes when we seem to uh, forget that and think that we can do this and we can do this because we're such... Um, we, we, we've been doing this for a long time, and we know how to stand, etc. God always um, brings us back to square one, and the essentials of um, being reminded that, as Faden said, we cannot do it. If we, we see God every day, and I ask God every day, Lord, if you don't do this, it cannot be done. Every day is a day that consists of surrendering. And every day the Lord reminds me of the promise that he gave me many, many years ago that he will restore our home. But as Charlene has said, the secret is, is, is in praying, and it is in fasting, and it is holding on to the Lord every single day. Um, what he showed before, verse 20, where it says, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. 
21 says, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. That fully persuaded speaks to me loudly every day. When I sometimes waver, it does get hard. The enemy is a liar and does try to play with, with our emotions, with, our, with the, the battles in the mind that Charlene teaches. Um, and I am reminded to go back um, to my promise that the Lord said he would restore our home. Um, and it is restored, but every day we are, we are to know and give him. The Lord is our cement. This marriage and any marriage will never work if the blood of Jesus and Christ is not in the middle of our home every day. And we need to remind ourselves of that. And in our prayer time, we remind the devil of that, that the Lord is the one who is the cement of, of our home, of our marriage. And it's only by the blood of Jesus that we are together today and um, able to give a word of, of hope and uh, minister other hurting marriages and, and just re- reminders that the Lord does resurrect dead marriages. So tonight I'm going to just, um, I'd like to pray um, for so many um, prodigals that have come home and that um, I understand um, they're having rough times. It, it's, it's not easy um, that are maybe struggling and, and finding themselves in battle um, every day um, that maybe you're, you've been home the first, the second year. You've, it's been, you've been home a few years, but guess what? The, the enemy will always try to fight what God is, has, has um, restored and healed, and that is where the praying and that is where the fasting comes in. Um, that is the secret, like Charlene always reminds us. That is the secret. So, um, Father? You want, you want a favor or you want to start to pray for the uh, starting of the prayer time then? Which one? Um, I'll start to pray. Okay, great. So this will be our... We thank you for sharing so honestly and transparently tonight. We appreciate it, both of you. That was an extra blessing from a restored couple. Now we're going to start our prayer time, okay? Thank you, Luz and Fabian. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charlene. Father, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, we come before you tonight, Lord. I come before you, humbly before you, Father God, thanking you for this time, O oh God, and praying for so many, many thousands of standards and prodigals and homes that have been restored already, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you for those homes, for those restorations, Father God. And I thank you, O oh God, that you do give us the wisdom on a daily basis, Father, to give us the keys, O oh God, to keep our home peace, O oh God, for you call us to keep the peace, Father God. I pray, O oh God, that you give me much wisdom, give these homes, Father God, the wives, the spouses, knowledge, Father God, and wisdom how to fight the devil, Lord, and how to call unto you when we are, when we need answers, Father God, and we don't know where, where to look, Father, to call on you. When we have nothing else to say or not any more tears, Father God, we know that we can call on you, Father and that you will always bring back the peace and you will give us the word, Father God. Thank you, O God, I pray, Lord, that even after restoration, God, you still give us Rima words, Father God. You still have, God, the beauty, Father God, of of when we open and seek your word, open your word, Father, those words still leap out, Father God. You give us fresh promises and, and fresh hope, Father God. I pray, O God, each day, Father, that when these 
these new um, these marriages that are, are are restoring in the process of restoration, Father God, that they don't become complacent, Father, that they don't become get into a place of of, of being not appreciative of the the the, the restore. The restore, Father God, that, that it's huge, Father God. We will always praise you for that, Father. I pray, O oh God, that the children, Father God, in these homes, that, that are, you remind us that they are watching. If, we, if you have grandchildren, if you have neighbors, if so many are, are watching. Remind us, O oh God, that today we, we fight and we, we um, hold on to our restoration, O oh God, because it is a legacy, O oh God, that you are teaching us, Father God. Everything, every prayer, Father God, every act of hum, humbleness, every forgiveness, every I'm sorry that takes place in my home, Father God. Father God, it is for your glory, Father, and it is, Lord, to teach our children and our children's children that there is a legacy and that because, oh God, you have forgiven us of so much, oh God, that is why we can forgive every day, as Charlene teaches us, every day, Father God, to give us a spirit of forgiveness, Lord. And so, therefore, God, I leave you. I leave you tonight, Father God, and I hope, oh God, that these words have, I pray that they encourage so many tonight, Father. And I thank you, O oh God, that you never stop. You never give up on us, O oh God. And even though we're restored, O oh God, you still love us more and more. And we, we have grace from you every single day, O oh God. And you give us the wisdom to make it through another day, Lord. And it is for your glory, God. And thank you for the special joy, Lord, and the, that you give us and the special love that you give all these restored homes, Father God. You give us a fresh anointing each day, Lord. In Jesus' name, I give you thanks, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. I want to thank you, Father, Abba, Jehovah Rapha. I want to thank you and praise you, God, for your love, for your faithfulness, for your provision, God. I want to thank you for Charlene and her ministry, God. I want to thank you for all of those who are prairie warriors. I want to thank you for the life that you've given me, God, for restoring my marriage. I want to pray today for those who are home, those men who are having difficulties in their home, They've come home. Some of them come home with a clean, good heart. Some of them come home perhaps for the wrong reasons. But they don't know that you have a perfect plan. Mm -hmm. They don't know that your plan is perfect. And whatever they're thinking uh, doesn't matter because it's you, the one that's going to act up on them, the one that's going to touch their heart. And before they know it, they're going to serve you and glorify your name. We'll all glorify your name. But it is in your word that every knee will bow for you. I want to thank you, Father, for today. I want to pray for those, Father, who are home and are having difficulties at home, that they will find the strength, Father, that you will give them the strength and the wisdom, God, to look for you in difficult moments, that they will learn, Father, to be real men, that they will learn not to leave their home again, God, that they will learn to serve you and serve their wives, God, that they will listen to you, Father, that they will pick up a Bible and open the Bible, Father, that they will meet a man, anyone out there, Father, that they will listen, that they will listen to the CDs that are out there, that they will use all the tools that you have put to their hands, Father, close to them, God, so that they will find you, Father, and only when they find you will they be able, Father, to lead their homes and lead their wives and be respected and be honored, Father, and we'll all be for your glory. I thank you, Father, for it. Your love, I thank you, Father, for this opportunity, God, to pray for those who are in need today. And I encourage those who are struggling today, and I remind those who are struggling today that all you need to do is just have a change of heart 
Love your wife like you love the ones. Dare to love her. Dare to give her another opportunity. Dare to treat her like a rose, like the one that you treated her like once. Dare to be a real man. Stay home and stand strong and be the man that God made you to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone. Amen. 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 Jen. Hi, Charlene. Would you pray and continue? Yes. Father, um, I offer back to you some scripture that comes out of Ephesians. Um, now to you who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more above mm-hmm. all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To you be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. I have the honor to pray for prodigals right now. and Father, I just ask that you remove their heart of stone and uh, create in them a softened heart as once was. I ask that you reveal to them the truth and show them the truth that the scales that cover their eyes by the deceiver be falling away. Um, I ask that you build in them a repentant spirit, uh, one that is genuine and authentic. I ask you to uh, offer them and show them reconciliation. You offer us your son for two purposes, for forgiveness and reconciliation back to you. And I ask you, Father, that uh, you show our prodigals that same message with authenticity in their own faith and eventually that they come back to their husbands and wives and families. Father, I also pray for the male standards that are listening, that they have purity in the relationship with you and purity in their hearts or their wives uh, during this time that they feel alone as several may be home alone as I am tonight that you allow them to know that you are constantly present with us. Um, I ask that you keep our hearts soft to forgiveness and to surrender to you in obedience out of the love that you've shown us, uh, that we are obedient to our covenant vows. Um, I continue to pray uh, that the war that we're in, this battle, that, that our prodigal... Uh, has been taken away through this battle, that we continue to pray for them as though they have been a captive of war. Uh, I ask that if we as men are blinded and deceived, that you release us from that as well. Uh, This time that, uh, that we have spent, that we would normally spend with our wives, Lord, I ask that all men that are listening tonight now spend that time that they would spend with their wives with you as I have in prayer and constant intercession for our 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 prodigal our yeah, our prodigal covenant wives. Um, that, that the enemy is blocked in, in continuing to try to blind our eyes and to make us look more into the world over our own lusts. And Father, I just uh, am so grateful that you have allowed me this opportunity to speak into the hearts of these men. 
I'll also leave with another scripture, and it's uh, in Galatians 5, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, fullness, gentleness, and self-control. Father, I just ask that we as men practice these fruits, bear these fruits before the people that are in front of us so that they may know that we are your children and that eventually our wives will see these fruits in us as well. In your precious son's name, I pray these things. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Michelle? Amen. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Just speak real loud. Okay. Yeah. All right. Father, mm. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for, for this evening, Lord. I thank you for every woman standard, Father Lord Jesus. And right now, I just cover them right now with the precious blood of the Lamb, Father Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father Lord Jesus, as you are with them, Lord, around this world and in every nation, Father Lord, that's listening in, Father Lord Jesus, that you would begin to stir up their hearts, Father Lord, that you would begin to encourage them, Father Lord Jesus. Father Lord, any any doubt that they may have had, Father Lord, even today, my God, that you would just lift them up, Father Lord Jesus, and that they would know, Father Lord, that you are faithful, Father Lord Jesus. I pray that you would give them a new vision to see their marriage restored, Father Lord, to see, Father Lord, um, any relationship, even in a non-covenant, Father Lord, relationship, that they would see their marriage restored, that they would see their husband home, Father Lord. I pray, Father Lord Jesus, that you would begin to just um, visit them in dreams and visions, Father Lord Jesus. I pray that they would surrender their emotions to you, Father Lord, that they would not be defeated, Father Lord, by by um, by sadness or loneliness, Father Lord, but that you would just fill their hearts, Father Lord, too, and fill them with love, Father Lord Jesus, and forgiveness, Father Lord, that they would forgive their spouse, Father Lord Jesus, and not have a hard, a hard heart against them, Father Lord, even though they've been hurt, Father Lord. I just pray that you would lift them up, Father Lord Jesus. And Father Lord, I just thank you, Father Lord, for every woman, Father Lord, that's standing, Father Lord, that that still doesn't have any children with their covenant spouse, Father Lord. I just pray, Father Lord, that you would begin to prepare the spouse, Father Lord, and the womb of the woman, Father Lord, that they would become fertile, Father Lord Jesus, and that you would just begin to give them visions of dreams of having their own children together, Father Lord, that you would bless them, Father Lord, with a double portion, Father Lord. And I pray, Father Lord Jesus, if there's any um, other children out there, Father Lord, that you would just... um, Give them a heart to love, Father Lord Jesus, those children as well, Father Lord Jesus. And Father Lord, your word declares, Father Lord, that just as Abraham, Father Lord Jesus, trusted in you, Father Lord, and that you would, because he believed, Father Lord, and you are the God who gives life to the dead, and you call the things which do not exist, Father Lord, into existence, Father Lord, and therefore, Father Lord, I believe Every wife, Father Lord Jesus, that's standing, Father Lord, would would just see their marriage restored into existence, Father Lord Jesus. And we call the things which be not as though they were, Father Lord. We call those children to come forth, Father Lord Jesus, in their womb, Father Lord Jesus. And that you would prepare the wife's heart, Father Lord, 
Father Lord, to love their spouse unconditionally, Father Lord, and to continually cover their spouse and not give up on them, Father Lord. If they're broken, if they have been down, Father Lord, if they felt depressed, Father Lord, I just find that, Father Lord, and I ask you, Father Lord Jesus, to restore them, Father Lord, with a heart of joy, Father Lord, a heart after you, my God, Jesus. And Father Lord Jesus, your word declares, Father Lord, that... Father Lord, we are bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh with our spouse, Father Lord, and we have and we are one with them, Father Lord. And I just declare, Father Lord, that you would remind every wife, Father Lord Jesus, that they are bone of bone and flesh of flesh flesh of their spouse, Father Lord Jesus. And Father Lord Jesus, that they would remember the covenant and they would stand on your promises and not be defeated, Father Lord, because your word declares that the silent take it by force, Father Lord, and you would give them the strength to carry on, Father Lord Jesus, and they will rise up and thank you, Lord, and praise you, believing, Father Lord, that you are able to do what you have promised, Father Lord Jesus. I pray that every wife, Father Lord Jesus, would begin to prepare her home, Father Lord, in her heart, Father Lord, and, and in the physical, Father Lord, that you would begin, that they would begin to, to Father Lord, prepare their, um, their minds, Father Lord Jesus, knowing, Father Lord, that you are not done, Father Lord Jesus, and that they would be the Proverbs 31 virtuous wife, Father Lord Jesus, and Father Lord, that she would rise up early and she would prepare her home, Father Lord, and she would be a wise woman, Father Lord Jesus. I pray, Father Lord Jesus, Father Lord, that you would just encourage them to to share with other women and to lift them up as as well and not be selfish themselves, Father Lord, but to pray for others, Father Lord Jesus, during this time as you restore, Father Lord. We believe and we trust you, Father Lord Jesus. I, I, Lord, I ask you that we would not become idle, Father Lord, as we stand but and not cease in prayer. Father, Lord Jesus, and I just pray for um, every wife to respect her husband, Father, Lord, when they do have contact with her husband, that they would show them respect, that they would show them love and kindness, Lord, that they would put aside their emotions and any fear, Father, Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Father, Lord, that you will lift them up and that they would be confident in you, Lord, because you are their rear guard, guard, my Lord, just as you are for our spouses, Lord, as you as you touch their hearts, Father, Lord, wherever they may be at, Father, Lord, and and I just pray, Lord, that your hand would be heavy upon their heart and that you would reveal to them the truth and the promise in their lives, Father Lord Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for for everything that you have promised in every spouse's heart, Father Lord, every vision that you've given every woman to stand for their marriage and that they would that you would bring to remembrance, Father Lord, all the dreams, all the promises uh, during their journey, Father Lord Jesus. And... Um, and that you would bring the same dreams and vision to their spouse, Lord, so that they know, Father Lord, that it is from you. So when they are restored, they can talk about what you have done, my God. And I just thank you, Lord. I, I encourage them, and I thank you, Lord, for every wife, every stander around this nation, around the world. And we just praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight, God, and I pray tonight for all of the children that are affected by their parents' separation and divorce. And God, for some, that's young children and teenagers, but Lord, it also is adult children who struggle um, as well when they find out that their parents are going through a separation and divorce. Lord, I pray um, right now for the people that are under 18, for for the boys and girls that are still living at home and are witnessing what's going on and they may have seen um, some of the indicators that their parents' marriage was falling apart, God, and 
I pray for them right now, Lord. I pray um, for the mom or dad who um, has the major custody of these kids right now, God, and for what they're doing to raise them up and be both mom and dad to these children. And, Lord, I just pray that you would protect these kids, God. I pray that they would be protected from the reality of what has happened in their parents' marriage and in their home. And God, I pray that um, these boys and girls would come to know you, God, that they would see that you are real and that you do love them and that you do care about them. I pray that through the um, situation that they're watching their parents go through, that these boys and girls would become prayer warriors and that they would be able to um, come alongside the parent that's standing for restoration and they would be able to pray for mom or dad that's walked away and they would be able to pray for mom or dad's salvation and that they would be able to see answers to prayer, God. I pray that as the world has so much to tempt um, children with nowadays, God, that they would be protected from it. I pray that they would be able to um, find friends at school or at their church that would have the same values as them and that they would be bold for you and they would stand up for the things that are wrong. Lord, I pray that you would protect them from the um, addictions that are offered to kids nowadays so easily through drugs and alcohol and through pornography and even having access to it on their smartphones. God, I pray that you would just protect them and um, Lord, bring to light what needs to be brought to light so that um, their parents can see the things that they're being tempted with. Lord, I think um, specifically of a uh, boy that I know in our youth group who is going through a um, divorce of his parents right now, and I look at him week after week, and I'm reminded of the hundreds of children that he represents for us and um, the heartache that he feels after feeling abandoned by his dad and trying to understand how his dad could just walk away and choose um, another family over his own. And, Lord, I just pray that you would um, just heal the hearts of these kids, God. We know that they can go on and they can become wonderful, God-fearing and serving adults. And we just pray that right now as they're in the trenches going through this, that you would protect them. God, I pray now specifically for the um, adult children that are finding out um, that their parents are divorcing. And it is one of our um, most common age groups that we hear from are people that have had their children grow up and leave the home and now um, they are looking at each other and they don't really know who they're looking at. They don't know their spouse well. And so often people look outside the home for um, affirmation and for love. And God, it blows these adult children away just as much as it does the young children. And I just pray that um, you would be with these adult children that are watching their parents that um, they thought had a good marriage and they may have thought were serving you and now um, the enemy has come in and just stolen that relationship and that reality. And Lord, I pray that you would help these adult children to come alongside the parents that's standing and to support them and not to say, dad is bad or mom is bad, but may they come alongside and see that you are at work in the midst of this. God, your word tells us um, in Romans that all, um, all tragedy that we go through is for a purpose and that none of the suffering is wasted. And Lord, I just pray that when we're going through the suffering that you would just remind us of that. God, I pray for um, the adult children that when they're watching their mom or their dad 
go through the process of separation or divorce, that you would remind them of that so that they can be an encouragement to their parents. God, I pray for the um, men and women that have walked away from these kids, whether it's a young child or an adult child. And God, I just pray that you would convict that parent of what they've walked away from. Lord, children are a heritage of you, and we know that they are a blessing, and so many are being so damaged because of the mistakes of their parents. And I just pray that um, that, that would come to an end, God. May um, you send men and women into the lives of these children that can step in right now in this season where there's a parent that's maybe missing, a man or a woman in the church or um, a godly man or woman that you know from work, step in and help to direct that child. Um, Boys need godly men in their lives to influence them, and girls need godly women in their lives to influence them. And God, I just pray that you would help us to um, be able to step in and see where we can do that for people that are missing a parent right now. God, I pray that um, you would just convict even tonight these parents that have walked away. Um, may they just have a longing for their kids and a longing for their family and a desire to tuck their kids into bed and to say their prayers with them. And I just pray that even that desire and that emptiness that they feel for their kids would be the start of what would bring them home and would start the restoration process with their family. God, I thank you for the um, people that are on this call tonight and for each and every um, home that is represented and family that is represented and children that are represented and children that are yet to come, God, that haven't even been born yet. And I just pray that Um, This would be the start of healing and the start of um, restoration for so many families. In your name, amen. Almighty, gracious, heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, it is written in your word in Matthew 18, 19, and 20, where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you are in the midst of us. And Lord, we know one puts a thousand to flight and two puts 10,000 to flight. And we thank you, Lord, to take these prayers tonight on this call and multiply it, Lord. Multiply it for your glory, Lord. And we just ask, Lord, as you are the great deliverer, we thank you, Lord, and we come boldly before your throne of grace and mercy as it is written in Hebrews 4 and 16. And Lord, we lift the long stands to you. Lord, we ask to pour your grace abundantly into the long-standers' lives. And Lord, extend your mercy and send us the help that is needed, Lord. And we are asking in this new year of 2016, Lord, we're asking for breakthroughs in these long stands. Lord, bless the men and the women that have been the long-standers and that have been in the war rooms and the trenches for many years. And Lord, for the fight that they have had to endure daily and the things that they have had to go through. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings of giving each stander the ability to make it through each day when some of them feel like they're barely hanging on by a rope. 
So we ask, Lord, to continue to create the tenacity of a bulldog with a pit bull bite into the stander's life, Lord, that they do not quit, that they do not give up, that they know, as it is written in Galatians 6, 9, that the standard does not grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, that standard shall reap if they faint not. And we ask, Lord, that you honor your word in each standard's life. Bless them, Lord. Bless them for trusting you and placing their hope and their trust and their love in their almighty God and walking in faith, the fantastic adventure in trusting him, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And we thank you, Lord. We lift to you. We lift to you each and every prodigal represented and possible prodigals that may be on this phone call. We ask, Lord, that you continue, Lord, to bring in the harvest. Lord, you showed Charlene years ago that thousands would be coming home. So we ask, Lord, for breakthroughs in these long stands. Lord, as it is written in Joel 2, 25 and 26, restore the long stands, restore to them the years the locusts have eaten, and be glorified, Lord, in the restoration of the long stands. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles of each long stand that you're glorified in each and every stander and prodigal's life. And we also, Lord, come before you and we lift to you this nation's government. And Lord, we lift to you Second Chronicles 7 and 14. It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then you will hear from heaven, Almighty God, it says, and you will forgive us our sins and heal our land. And Lord, we're asking for mercy upon this nation. God, have mercy on us and forgive us for our many sins. And help us, Father. We ask, Lord, that you would raise up and give us a godly president coming this November 2016. And we ask, Father, also that you would raise up a Joseph or a Deborah to fill the vacancy in the Supreme Court. We ask, Father, to raise up the watchman on the wall of Isaiah 62 and the prayers for this nation, Lord. And we ask you, Father, that you would release your providential power and, Lord, that you would spark a revival across this land, that this nation would be turned upside down and set on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that the pastors in the pulpit and the churches will uphold the sanctity, sanctity of marriage, and Lord, also that the Constitution will stand in this nation. We ask, Lord, that you would rule and overrule any decision-making from as high as the president down through the whole executive judicial legislative in this nation, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you and you alone would rule God bless America over this nation and that many people will come to know who Almighty God is. And we thank you, Lord, for revival. We thank you, Lord, for restoration. And we thank you, Almighty God, to be glorified through breakthroughs and long stands for marriage restoration. And also, Lord, be glorified in this nation's government. To God be the glory and God bless America. In Jesus Christ's most powerful and glorious and blessed and holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 
Amen. Lord, we just praise you. We worship you. We adore you. And we just are saying, here we are. We're crying out and pleading and asking you to heal and resurrect and restore what the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And we have talked about it, and we're weary, and many people are hurting and wounded and becoming hopeless in their circumstances. And may they all stop looking at their circumstances, but may they keep their eyes on you, Father God. That's the only way I could make it, and that's the way anybody can make it. If we look at our circumstances and look at the checkbook every day, we become depressed or discouraged. But if we say, Father, to God, you are the, our provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are deliverer. You are healer. We can walk through holding, knowing you are holding our right. We're holding your righteous right hand. And Lord, I pray for all of our standers that they will choose to forgive their spouses, choose to forgive any and all of the other people. They're not our enemy. The enemy is the enemy. Satan is the enemy who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And may our first step be that we forgive the other people and any of our family members who have joined in to the family's destruction of marriage. And Lord, we're asking that you would touch our children and our grandchildren to not be angry about their father or mother, but they will see them in the eyes of Jesus, that they will always honor and and obey their fathers and mothers and not be disrespectful, and they will choose to love them unconditionally regardless, because that's what it says in Ephesians 6. Lord, I just pray that you would help everyone to forget the former things, and, and do not dwell on the past, as it says in Isaiah, but that now, spring, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making making a way in the desert, in the impossible situations, and streams in the wasteland. And we have got to believe. We need to believe, Father God, what you've given us, if it is only one scripture, if it is ten scriptures. But, Lord, I pray you will continue to speak to your children every day, morning, noon, and night, about any and many things, helping us to be all that you want us to be, helping people that need it to be helped while we're here awaiting on you. Lord, we're asking that you would go and open the, the um, spouse's eyes. Lord, you've called us, as it says in Isaiah 42, you've called us into righteousness, and we're going to take hold of your hand, and we're going to make a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. And it says, Lord, you will open eyes that are blind and free captives from their prison and release them from the dungeon, those who sit in darkness. And this is a scripture I pray oh so many years ago with Bob's name in it and I'm praying it for all of our standards spouses that, and children that are deceived and blinded and it says I am the Lord that is my name I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols and see the former things that have taken place and new things I declare before they spring up into being I announce them to you so what the Lord has spoken to you believe and don't give up and Lord we just pray that you will just lead the blind by ways they've not known along unfamiliar paths they, that you will guide them you'll have warrior angels around them and turn tell them to turn to the right or to the left but you will turn that darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth 
and these are the things that you will do. In Ezekiel says is that he will take that heart in heart, and he will take it and make it a heart of flesh. It says in Ezekiel 37 that you will take those dead bones and bring them back to life again by your breathing into them. And, Lord, we ask you to breathe the Holy Spirit into men and women and children around the world to fill them up with the Holy Spirit and speak to them to obey and come out of that prison, run out of that house, run from where they're living or where they're working if they have to, but come home to me, confess your sins, repent, turn from your wicked ways, turn from your addictions, run from the drugs, run from the alcohol, run from the spirit of pride, and run from the lying, deceiving spirits that have you blinded but run and obey me. The truth will set you free. And, Lord, I pray that you will bind against the spirit of heaviness and oppression and depression that is attacking our standards. And I pray you will open them up to live and turn on that music and get loose on them, Father God, the garment of praise, the oil of joy, and the Holy Spirit. And we bind against that perverse spirit and the spirit of whoredoms that have the men and women in captive with um, the 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 sexual immorality and we just ask that you will heal the people on our chapel page the spirit of infirmity and loose on them a divine healing power we ask that you will remove all that fear that all of our standards are, so many of them are walking in but loose on them Father the love the power and a sound mind Father God we're asking that you would touch all of us to change all of our hearts all of our minds renew our minds as it says in Romans 12 to fill us up with agape unconditional love that we've been memorizing for a month and help us say are we really forgiving are we forgetting are we willing to be ready that as my, if the Lord picked up our lost sheep tonight after we prayed, would we be ready to open that door and not say, what have you done, and and let our mouths just run and, and want to speak about the past? Will we forget the past? Will we put it under the blood of Jesus? And may we stand and say, I am ready. Father, get me ready that I am ready to walk in love, unconditional love for my spouse when they come home because they feel bad enough when they come home, the guilt and the shame. Father God, I pray you prepare every one of these standards to be ready to love them unconditionally. Have the children ready to be able to love their father and mother who abandoned them for a period of time. Father God, I pray you would touch the prodigals and may you touch them more and more and more each and every day as we continue to fast and pray more and more and more and believe in the power of God and we'll turn off the TV for an hour and or turn off the computer an hour and spend the time. It says in the Bible, will you, can you not pray with me an hour, he said to the disciples and, and the garden when he was going to be crucified. Oh, Father God, are you not speaking to us? Can you not sh- share an hour with me, a day when I do all that I do and I give you 23 other hours? Oh, Father Lord, I pray you would help us to be all you want us to be. I don't mean this to be a, a, a guilt. I pray we're walking and believing for miracles and restorations of marriages that need to be restored more and more each and every day, not 
five or ten, but ten, a hundred a week or whatever your number is. Father, I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but I'm asking you to take those heart of stones and those prodigals, like that prodigal son, that he will come to his senses, he'll escape from the trap of the enemy, and he will runs back home to his family and he will feel like he's not worthy but when they come and the prodigal walks back in that house we're going to celebrate and we're going to give them everything and much more because we are praising the lord that a prodigal has come home he was lost but he's been found and lord we just thank you for every standard that is going to be hearing these prayers and i pray that they have their heart right with you and if they do not know you as lord and savior I pray they will go to our website and, and learn how to accept Jesus Christ and cry out, humble themselves and say, Father, forgive me. Maybe I'm not right first. I need to be changed. And then, Lord, may you bring these husbands and wives and children that are prodigal children back to the families. And this we will be praising the Lord over and over again, and we all will be telling others in our areas that we live in that Jesus Christ is a healer and a deliverer and a restorer of marriages, and we will be the witnesses of it, and we'll have more and more uh, marriages restored to share about it. We praise you for all that you're doing and all that you've done, and we pray for all what you're going to be doing, and we ask that you would bring our spouses home suddenly and quickly, and thank you you for the power of prayer because there's nothing like it when we rejoin in together. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm wanting to do a a meeting where we pray more than we do anything else, and I think we did it tonight. So to God be the glory. Thank you everybody that has participated in praying. Jim Fabian and Luz and Michelle and Beverly and Lori, thank you so much for spending your evening with us tonight. And Standers, I pray that you have been filled up to overflowing with the prayers tonight, challenged to examine your hearts and lives, and then let us strive to be more like Jesus each and every day and pray for others. Because we all love you, and I've got to give thanks to Lori and Tim, who do so much for us with this ministry. Uh, To God Mm -hmm. be the glory, to our staff, and to our intercessors. And uh, we love you all, and keep on keeping on. Read the devotionals, uh, read the chapel page, pray for others, and pray for the court page, and let's stomp out divorce as we pray for others. Thank you, guys. God bless you. God bless you, Charlie. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.